You're listening to Infinite TBR, the podcast where we try not to buy more books. I'm Smack. And I'm Gabby. Spoiler alert! We're going to avoid major spoilers, and when we can, warn when we're going to discuss a particular book in detail so you can avoid that part of the episode. You can also check the show notes for timestamped flags identifying potential spoilers. For the most part, though, we're pretty good at talking around real spoilers. Yes, because we're both very sensitive to that. Gabby's way more <laughs> <I'm> sensitive. <laughs> sensitive. I, I, I don't know, I get fussy about it sometimes. Like, if somebody had spoiled Six of Crows for me, I would have been furious. <laughs> yes, it ends up being great. <laughs> it's the worst. Yes. But, but like, mediocre a lot of books, I'm like, eh, yeah. whatever. Depends on how how far along I am and how emotionally invested I am. Right. But Anyway. ITBR stands for Infinite To Be Read. Um, and so TBR is a fairly well-known, like, abbreviation mm-hmm. online these days. It's just whatever books that you have been meaning to get around to, or are meaning to get around to. Or um, are filling up your apartment and your parents' house and various nooks and crannies that were not designed to hold books yeah. for extended period. Yeah. Uh, so, Gabby doesn't have a giant apartment, um, but there are books everywhere. Correct, I do not have a giant apartment. <laughs> it's one way to put it. That's one way to put it. Um, um, and I do this weird thing where I put books I haven't read in places where they're in the way. Like, if I'm switching back and forth between my work computer and my laptop, I have to move books back and forth in front of the screens um, on the possibly mistaken belief that, like, it'll make me actually read them because they're in the way. If I tried to do that with the books that I own and haven't read, Your I would have nowhere to sleep. For that. <laughs> <laughs> you do not have that kind of room to play with. So I don't do that. Um, I just... She just... I just... Roll. <laughs> Mostly, I actually spend most of my time reading things that you push at. Yeah, I think that's probably true. She has an entire shelf in her apartment. I'm really, like, honored mm-hmm. by this. She has an entire shelf in her apartment of books I've loaned her. My snack shelf? Yep. My sh... Nope. <laughs> yeah, don't go there. Put that in my work, I don't that. Um, so, the rules for this thing, the goal of this podcast... Is to read some of our books. To, like... <laughs> to read some of our books. I know. Some of the books we own. To decrease the size of our TBR shelves before we die of natural causes. Mm-hmm. And to that end, we're going to do this about once a month. Um, we're probably just going to go through which books we read that month and discuss the more, like pressing ones pressing yes. emotionally pressing yes. <laughs> the ones that we just have a lot of things to say about them yep. um and so like we're gonna tr- we're gonna try not to buy books yes the rules the, yeah, rules, the rules are we're not specifically going to buy books to talk about on the podcast but also like support your local independent bookstore yes and like i was during the pandemic i was dedicated to keeping them afloat yes personally if i had to we're talking (laughs) specifically about mysterious galaxy here in san diego they're great they specialize in science fiction fantasy and horror fiction Mm -hmm. and um they just got new owners this last oh yeah 
not this right last before year, the right pandemic. before the pandemic. Um, so I was really worried about them. I was really worried, and then they moved to my peninsula, and now I'm worried for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> they moved way south. Yes, much further from you. Much, much Way closer. closer. <laughs> if, if I lived as close to Mysterious Galaxy as you do, I would be in debt. I'd be in debt. Wouldn't even be in trouble. I'd just be in debt. Luckily, it is on a corner that is difficult to get in. It is sort of difficult. I would difficult. be in much more trouble. Um, so Can you imagine do... if you could walk there? Like, I... Well, that, that, I guess would, you, that would solve the problem really fast, because soon I would not be able to afford rent, and then I would have to go <laughs> back to Phoenix to live with my parents. <laughs> that would be, that would be what That would, would take care of itself, though. Yep. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> the first time we tried this podcast. Oh, yeah. We've done this episode three times now. This is the third this time through. This is the third time. Uh, the first time it was going to be commentary about books we already owned to make our way through. Right. And then the pandemic happened. Yeah. So originally the whole thought was that we would never buy a book specifically for the podcast. We yes. have such a huge overlap between our libraries that, like, we own a lot of the same books. And so the plan was to each pick a book off of our shelves, read them, and then discuss them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say after, like... Especially after the pandemic, we've been really careful to not buy books that the other one owns. <laughs> so, like, it's still doable. Yes. I think it is still a goal to not buy any book yes. that, for the podcast. But, right. Because we just have so many to go through on our own. Yes. But um, it is... So that is still a goal. It's, it's going to be a much looser format. Yes. Because we're not going to necessarily be reading the same books at the same times. We do a lot of the same reading challenges, so we read a lot of similar books, and there is still plenty of overlap, but it's not quite as formal as we were planning on. We may not hyper-focus on one book for every episode. Yeah. Unless we're just really feeling it. Yeah. There there are some books I've read recently I could do that. For sure. But you have not read The Wolf in the Woods Room. <laughs> By the time I do, you'll have forgotten everything. <laughs> Basically, probably. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how quickly I get around to that. Um, um, so now we'll just pretty much chat about really whatever we, we want to chat about as it comes up. Rebooks. Rebooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be about books. We were talking about um, like logo creation for this dear beloved podcast. And Gabby's family suggested that we, like, involve, like, pictures or cutesy stuff about other aspects of our life. And I swear to God, could not think of anything other than books. I was, like... They're a very defining part of both our personalities and this podcast, it's specifically. It's a huge so... escape for me. Like, well, I just... wolves for you and whales for me. I was about to yeah. say, whales for me are the other big one that tends to come up. Yes, Gabby really likes whales. Literally everything she owns is covered in whale stickers. Well, you really like wolves, so... (laughs) You're the one with the pretty wolf bookends. I will never give them up. When I die of natural causes. (laughs) You better will those suckers to me. The second time we tried to record this episode. God, that was such a good one. It was so good. We were, like, on we were point. On it. Didn't have to edit anything, I don't think. Probably. Not really. Um, and then Anchor just straight up didn't save. 
the it audio did, file. It ate it. Apparently, Anchor has a really hard time with long, I think it's just long audio files. I don't know, I don't know if it, how much of it is Anchor and how much is the internet. I think the fact that it's cloud-based and not locally based really just forked us over. Yep. <laughs> Well, we have a more reliable program this time. At least it's saving locally, and then we'll upload it to Anchor separately. And so, hopefully, this is this is the winner. <laughs> so it's going to be flawless. Third time's a charm. I guess that brings us to who we are. Smack, who are you? I am a financial writer by day. Um, I have an MFA in creative writing with a specialization in popular fiction from the University of Southern Maine. Um, Stone Coast program. I went to Clarion in 2012, uh, which is a six-week like boot camp for writers, essentially. Focused Highly on, recommended. Yes. Yeah, if anyone has any questions, let us know. I'd be happy to talk your ear off. Um, so, yeah, so that focuses on science fiction and fantasy for short stories. Um, I am as you know, about a billion other people out there working on my first novel. (laughs) (laughs) Always working, perpetually working, never finishing. But you do have some short stories. Yeah, I do have a a couple of short stories. Um, We could leave a link to some of them, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, What else do I do? I have a dog. You do have a dog, a goblin dog. I have a goblin dog who doesn't really like other dogs. So... But we sure love him. We sure do. Oh, hello. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He's a smart goblin, but he is a goblin. Um, Gabby, what do you do? Listen to whale noises. I they? do. That is that is my job. I am a professional whale listener, um, and our job is to basically keep track of whale populations. Um, I have a demon cat. Yep. Uh, in contrast. She's lovely, as long as you don't get too close. Yeah, she's a special monster. We love her. Even when she's trying to claw her eyes out. Um, so, so I'm coming at this, unlike Smack, uh, less of a writing and creative writing professional than as just a a long-term professional let's not go overboard okay (laughs) you have a master's oh that's okay it's professional okay my master's is marine mammal reader yes i am a i'm a long-time reader if there's any science she is on it and scientist yeah that's where i'm coming from i do really want to hear what you thought of the beast player because there's a lot of like i have a lot of opinions no i really want to hear um, and so I'm, I'm coming at it from more of a writerly perspective. Like I really like to look at, uh, story structure and, um, I just, like, I, I sort of automatically keep track of like which act I'm in when I'm reading and like what happens at the midpoint and like which scenes don't work because there's no like emotional tension type thing. So it's like, I, I can't turn that part of my brain off. And I'm just like, I'm either having fun or I'm not. And I don't know why. Smack, tell me why I'm not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> fix it. I don't fix it. I can't fix it. But I can help. You can explain. We met in undergrad. In 2008. Mm-hmm. At UC Santa Barbara. 
in a freshman summer start program in Wait, that, a that, philosophy. We've known each other for more than a, a decade. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Because I, I did the math in my head, Why and then I did it again, and then I did it again, because I was like, <laughs> what year is it? But not yet half of our lives. That's the, that's a really significant milestone. We should have a party. We should have a party at that point. Our anniversary, kind of. So for the purposes of this podcast, our favorite genres, uh, very focused on fantasy. Speculative, pretty much. Speculative fiction, yes. Which includes science fiction and fantasy and horror and all of their various sub-genres. Everything from, like, talking animals to space operas. <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole gamut. Um, I don't read a ton of horror. I, I think I read more than you, you do. You read significantly more than I do. But I still don't read a ton of it. The last horror book I read was Mexican Gothic, and it freaked Ooh. me out so much. That's by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, and it's an amazing book. It's absolutely amazing. And it's it's definitely one of the best written books I've read this year. But like, oh my god, it was so it was so hard to, to like keep going. I was so concerned about everyone and everyone was so horrible, especially all the white people. Which I do appreciate in horror, because I feel like that's more realistic. Yes. <laughs> Real need some dash of realism with your horror and that's where you put it. It was such an incredible book, but like I can really like Especially after the, this last year, my heart can only handle so much. <laughs> That's why I will not be reading Mexican Gothic anytime soon. When you're feeling strong, you should, though. Should I? You should. It was great. There's so many happier <laughs> things I could be reading. And I have things like Mongrels. That's true. Mongrels is, is really good. That's by... Stephen Graham Jones. Yes. Trying to remember to mention authors when we mention titles. Um, so, as far as our respective reading personalities go, uh, Smack reads a lot faster than I do. I read, like, I spend out. most of my life reading. I don't do a whole lot else. I quit watching TV during the pandemic, which was a giant time sink, come to find out. And then last year during the pandemic, and now this year, when I'm still not watching TV, like, and I, I'm not, like, being very productive these days either. <laughs> so, like, I just read She books. says, having just spent the whole week designing her web pages. Okay, that's fair. You've been working very hard. Yeah. I've, I've only read one book this week. And you do have a full-time job. Okay, yeah, but, <laughs> so I work, and I read, and I play with the dog. Um, I don't think I reduced my TV watching during the pandemic. Actually, if anything, I probably ended up watching more TV because that's how I ended up, like, trying to stay connected to my parents because we have, like, our little watch night, so... Like, over Skype or whatever. Not even during... We just text each other. We just... That's adorable! (laughs) Sync up via text, and then I... Mostly me. Mostly I bombard them with my varied and extensive opinions. About you do what have like a very particular style of texting. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten to the point where like if my phone goes off like nine or ten times in a row, it's not a big deal. It's, but like it's not an emergency. <laughs> yeah, it's never an emergency. <laughs> it's I mean, like Gabby. the more you text, the more likely I am to be like, okay, maybe it is an emergency, but like. 
If it was an emergency, you'd call. Yes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm a very broken up texter. So, that's okay. I text as I think. Text faster than I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's not terrifying Tem- at all. <laughs> TJ Clune. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Goblin Emperor. Goblin Emperor was the first one that popped in my head by Catherine Addison. And I was like, I cannot give up Goblin Emperor. Yeah. But. That was a really good book. That is not the same subgenre at all as The House in the Room. So, Gabby wants nice stories. Nice stories. Fluffy stories. Which is why Fluffy. I am convinced. You're it can love. be complicated and it can be vicious, as long as everyone, as long as it reaches a satisfying emotional conclusion. Right. right. <laughs> so you might not enjoy Gods of Jade and Shadow so much. I read Gods of Jade. And Did Shadow. you? Yes. And you that read? that was that was close. That wrote the edge, but it was almost, so good. It almost broke me. <laughs> I cried. so so much, and it was weird because I don't know that I was emotionally attached to the characters per se, but the way she executed—that's also Sylvia Moreno Garcia, yes. um, kind of like Aztec Mayan. I think it's more Mayan. I think it's more but Mayan. It's, it's takes place in like the fifties, yeah. I say, and it's this Mayan god got turned into a person. And so he and the main character have to go through these challenges and turn him back into a god before his evil god brother, like, destroys the world. Yes. Very, like, classic fantasy quest type thing. But done in a very... But, yeah. It, it, it felt to... sort of like reading a fairy tale. Yes. With the prose. It was quite simplistic prose. But this, like, I don't even know it how she did it. a punch and I don't... Even... This is where I come to smack. Why did I feel the feelings that I felt? Because I sure felt it, those feelings. The prose sort of undercut the emotional resonance, but, like, it was still there. And then towards the end, it, like, rears up and slaps you across the face. And you're like, what have I done? My life is incomplete <laughs> now. It, it was so good. It's one of those ones I do think about quite a lot. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, not one I would, like, pick out of a hat as a favorite, but I would probably read that again. It was... Just really good. Yeah. It I felt the way it kind of like ended with like this very like self assurance and like something. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's really good. Go it, read yeah, it. it's really good. Go read it. <laughs> if I ever have to write another academic essay about a book, that's the one mm-hmm. I would probably pick. So if you had to get rid of every genre except for. Yeah, it's not so fun when it's turned on you now, is it? <laughs> Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize we could do that. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I don't know. Um, 
is because, like, back in 2019 when we started this, mm-hmm. I had very clearly defined favorite subgenres. Like, mm-hmm. I was really into urban fantasy. I really liked contemporary fantasy, stuff that happens in our world. Um, but the thing about reading 167 books in a year is that, like, even your favorites sort of, they don't, if, if you're only reading the same subgenre with the same tropes, it doesn't matter, like, how good the writing is at a certain point, you need something else. Right. Like, by the end of, by, like, the middle of 2020, I was so tired of death gods who fall in love with mortal girls. They were all really That's good books. Literally gods of Jane Shannon. Yes, it is. <laughs> That was the best of them. But, like, I, I was tired of Russian fairy tale retellings. Oh, yeah. Those were, there were a lot coming there out were a lot around of the same those. time. Yeah. And so, like, there were, there were specific tropes where it doesn't matter how much I started out loving them, by, but when you read as many books as I do, you start to value the stuff that is, like, super off the wall or weird or, right. like, just like unexpected the unexpected that's that's the stuff that i really value in fiction these days so plus like urban fantasy and contemporary fantasy both like sure do have a lot to do with the real world and the real world got really tiring over the last year or two so as far as we can get from yeah and earlier this year i think i od'd a bit on urban fantasy because i read it's like a five book series I think it was five books. It might have been six, but it was, it was um, these Rachel Mead books from like the mid aughts, like the height of urban fantasy. Uh. And so, like it was, it was they were good books. They were fine, and I would have loved them when they came out. But like, the world has moved on. Mm-hmm. Yep. I need different stories. Yep. Yep. Um, so cool. So you copped out with an I don't know what genre I pick now. You just know what you maybe wouldn't choose yeah now. yeah um any opinions about hard books versus ebooks versus audiobooks you know i have I opinions. Know what you're, <laughs> I we've done you're this three times <laughs> 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 this is for them not for us <laughs> My opinion. I'm a hard book reader. Um, I like. I do partake in audiobooks. I partake in ebooks, especially via the library. Mm-hmm. Um, as when something's really popular, I will put a hold on all three, and whichever one comes first this is the one I'll read. Um, and then, like, I didn't I'm, realize that's how you do it. Oh yeah, how <laughs> I roll. Uh, I'm at, like, three different libraries, because there's the San Diego Public Library, the San Diego County Library, and then the Phoenix Public Library through my mom, so... Phoenix. I I have a system. It works out. It's a good system. Um, And then when I'm, like, running a lot, sometimes I will do audiobooks while I'm running or doing long walks. That's when I kind of, like... But, like, only very specific types of books can I kind of deal with audio, and I don't really know what that... Niches. It tends to be books I don't care to as much about. It's usually when I just like want to when I want to sink in, right? For like and really soak in like every because I'm a very methodical reader. Yes, very thorough. Nice way of saying I'm a very slow reader. 
uh, I gotta, like, I have to have internalized pretty much every word. And when I'm, like, reading a book I really care about, it's very much, did I actually absorb that last sentence? And then I will, you know, catch myself in a loop of rereading over it and make sure that I really got it. But when it's something I care a little bit less about, that's where, because audiobooks are such a pain in the butt to rewind. You can't, you can't just back. rewind every time you, like, miss a tiny detail. Right. And that usually would drive me nuts. So I have to be in the right headspace for an audiobook. And then ebooks is just not the same. I just <laughs> it doesn't smell right. <laughs> it makes me sad. Uh, but I do read ebooks when I'm traveling. That makes it easy. Well, okay. Sometimes I read ebooks when I'm traveling. <laughs> and sometimes you don't. Sometimes I don't. Depend. So if I time it right. Mm -hmm. And finish, because I can only read one book at a time. I can't oh, do this dual-wheel that thing that you're very So I have to finish the book the night before mm -hmm. I travel, so that oh I can switch God. to my e-reader. Right. Or I need to get an e-copy of whatever I'm reading from the library. But, like, at that point, just bring stuff. Yeah, book. just bring the book. And three others to follow. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how long I'm going to be gone. So okay. those are my opinions. That's solid. Okay, so I used to be a one book at a time person, but life is short, <laughs> and I got way too many books to get through. <laughs> so, like... Doesn't it take the same amount of, it, of time to, to read? Oh, I don't know. So, well, sometimes, like, like I'm... Like, I'm reading The Beast Player before bed. Oh, right, yeah, because different times a day. Because it's an e-reader, and my, my e-reader glows in the dark, and it doesn't have that right. weird computer screen stuff. So it's just really lovely to, like, read before bed. Plus, The Beast Player is this very, like, gently told, sort of rolling yes. story, fairy tale feel type mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a good book to read before bed. That is by Nahoko Uehashi. Yes, Translated is. by, I think, Kathy, Kathy somebody? Hirano? Yeah. Okay. Those will be in the show notes. Yes. Um, but, like, sometimes I want to read something more exciting. Right. And if I read something I'm way into before bed, bedtime doesn't ever seem to appear. <laughs> <laughs> like the wolf in the woods. Yep. <laughs> that one I knew going in. I had a hundred pages left. Yep. And it was like seven o'clock at night. I and saw I was that like, Goodreads update and I was like, Smack isn't sleeping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's just gonna take three or four hours. Um but i I have a much easier time of juggling books than I used to. I actually the one type of book I, I still have trouble reading are audiobooks. Um, not because I don't enjoy them, and but because they take so long God, to they get take through. So long, like, and it adds an extra like thing that can go wrong. Like if the audiobook teller isn't the narrator. Yeah, the narrator. Thank you. I knew yeah. there was a word for it. That's why she has the masters, <laughs> so she can come up with I words like words. narrator. <laughs> And I'm just like the whale. The I have had an issue with narrators before, okay. but like, like I was only. I I still have to like not be doing anything else that requires my attention, mm -hmm. which yeah. means like cooking when no one is going to talk to me, or I can't do it when I'm walking the dog because he's nuts and he requires a lot of attention. He requires a lot of attention. So like. 
I could, I could do it, like, on an airplane, but, like, they're loud type yeah. thing. So, like, I just haven't, they take so long, and I can only listen to them under specific circumstances. Pretty much while driving. Driving's the best. Yeah. But then I things. don't pay a whole lot of attention to driving, so. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly I don't go anywhere anymore. Um. But I, I like ebooks. I love to travel with ebooks. I think it's the smartest thing that's ever been invented. Um, <clears throat> so that you don't have to bring multiple 500 page hardbacks. Who would do such a thing? Who would do such a thing? Um, <laughs> but once we started like trading books, I got back into like regular books too. <laughs> you can't trade our ebooks. Regardless of how much space they take up. Also, physical books are just really, like, they're very pleasant to hold. They are. It's a whole sensory experience. But I will say that I think a lot of this, like, ebook versus hard book, paperback slash hardcover, physical books. There we go. There we go. The whole thing of ebooks versus physical books is sort of generated by publishers and like sony and amazon and like they would love to cultivate customers who are like rabid ebook only fans or rabid paperback only fans and like like, i'm sure their best case scenario is someone who needs to have a copy of each yeah well i mean that's everybody's dream but like but who's including the author (laughs) yeah like (laughs) but like again life is too short yes just read whatever you want to read, yeah. you guys. Oh, DNF um, Oh, okay. We're going to hit that really quick. Yeah. DNF. Mm-hmm. Under what circumstances would you not... DNF stands for <laughs> do, did not finish. So, Gabby, <laughs> under which circumstances would you not finish a book? Well, Smack, <laughs> what a surprise to you. <laughs> Very few circumstances. Well, okay. that's So that's kind of evolved... As it helps when I have someone in my ear saying, Life is too short. short. (laughs) (laughs) It's not worth it. Um, Just get that tattooed across mm -hmm. my forehead. But then you'd only see it. Well, I can see it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) If it's for me, then yes, you should get that tattooed across your forehead. Um, so, um, so now it's a little bit more, so now I am better about it. Um, If I'm reading something for a challenge, my rule is 50% to make it count for the challenge. If I'm really hating it, then I'll just ditch it and find something else for that challenge. But but usually I can skip, like, that's when I just lock in a skim read groove and just skim read to 50% and call it good. Um, But, so that's, so I won't finish, so I DNF when I'm just, I'm unhappy or I see the writing on the wall, I know where this is headed, it's not going to be anywhere good. Um, sometimes I'll just, like, pause and be like, Smack, will you read this for me and tell me if I'm going to like it? If it's something that I think that, because I'm very emotionally fragile, and I, sometimes my, my all my friends have a very good grasp. I wouldn't I call you emotionally fragile. I'd say oh, you're you. extremely emotionally invested. <laughs> yes, I get very emotionally invested. And sometimes it's hard to disengage. Yes. But... Which is where I come in. (laughs) Yeah, that's where you come in. But hopefully I'm getting better at being self-aware enough that I can catch myself before I get too emotionally invested that Because nobody really enjoys getting 30 texts about how much you hate a book. Sorry. And by nobody, I mean (laughs) me and Laura. (laughs) 
<laughs> I had spent probably a lot of time talking about how my um, problems with the Shadow and Bone trilogy, but that one I was determined to get through just for Six of Crows. Right. And, and otherwise after... I probably would DNF that well. Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah, in the first book. And, like, we warned you about the second book. You did. Yes, I, I was warned, and I do sometimes just have fun bitching. Yes. To be fair. I mean, that's fair. But, like, that text you sent after you started Six of Crows. Oh, no! Where, yeah. like, it was like, I don't understand why this is so much better. Period. <laughs> but I meant it as... This is so much better. Right. How is it possible that this is so much better? And I read it it that way. And then I also read it like as possibly being like, like so mad at everyone. Why would you think I would like this? And then I read it again in that other voice. And then I was like, no, no, I think she hates it. And I was swinging I, a miss. I took like I took like three hours to be like a very tactful text of where I was like, Gabby, <laughs> if you really don't like it, you need to stop reading. And what I didn't say was that if you diss Six of Crows, I will stop reading your text. <laughs> we just won't talk for a week. Oh, no, we we're almost not friends. <laughs> I clearly need to rate it in when it comes to book talk again. It was it was a very exciting morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Six of Crows. Recently finished it on 100 Pages into Cricket Kingdom, and I'm we are my so late to the game. These books I know, have been out for yes. years and for years, sure. but like I loved it. Mm-hmm. I also loved Cricket Kingdom. It's different from Six of Crows, but like different in the way sequels should be different. Yes. Yeah. Now that we have the first one's very much learning all the people. Yeah. And now it's we know all the people. Now they gotta deal with their crap. Yep. Gotta solve some problems. So when do you DNF, Smack? Or what are your DNF-specific attitudes? Um, I do try to do the halfway mark, but honestly, if I get to the halfway mark and I'm not actually enjoying it, if I get to the halfway mark, I'll probably still keep going. But, um, I'm being a little more discerning about, like, openings and introductory like interesting yeah so like if i don't if it doesn't hook me i am starting to just stop reading which i've never done before my mom's rules 100 pages so i'll usually do at least 100 pages and then be like do i care what happens to anybody and if the answer is no the other thing is that like I feel a lot of pressure to finish books that I buy. Yeah. Less so with ebooks because, like, I, I get them all for like two dollars. Right. So, like, those whatever. No investment. I just send them off to the cloud and I never look at them again. But like, if I like, if I had paid, <clears throat> excuse me, if I had bought the thirty dollar, The Wolf and the Woodsman, it wouldn't have mattered how much I liked it or didn't like it. I would have read the whole thing. 30 bucks, man. That's a lot. So, Good thing you have someone else to spend 30 bucks. <laughs> it is worth it. I can tell you that one is worth it. Okay. Um, Excited. Yeah, so I don't DNF as often as I should, especially according to my own philosophy. Sure. But like, any of us do, but yeah. It helps to have a friend. Yes. Where you can turn to someone and be like, these people are stupid. 
This plot is insane. None of it makes any sense. Tell me to stop. <laughs> Please save me from myself. So. So, yeah. What so else was there? I, I think that's pretty think much that's us. Next episode? Yep. Um, so, yeah, the next episode we'll talk about... Maybe, maybe we'll talk about what book stood out in 2021 so far. Maybe we will talk about the Grishaverse books. Maybe we'll talk about something else, like Burning Roses or Shadow of the Fox, which are on my TBR, which you have read before, even though you... Yes, I read Shadow, Shadow of the Fox, that whole trilogy, last summer. During, like, the height okay, yeah. of the summer surge. So I don't remember a lot of it. I do remember that about... Like, the halfway mark or the two-thirds mark of the last book, um, I tweeted at the author because the back of the book says, like, in the marketing, it says, no one is safe. And I was like, wow, you weren't kidding! I remember that. <laughs> Very concerned about it. It was in my I, future. I was surprised by how much I liked those books. But, like, they were a lot of fun. Yay. Yeah. It and it was a good nice. ending. Yay. So... So, um, or we'll just talk about pretty much whatever. We'll kind of make those choices as... Right. Especially if, you know, Anchor eats this episode again. (laughs) Who knows what we'll talk about. (laughs) Every episode is a surprise. The same episode three times is a surprise. It's not the same episode. This episode? There's a lot of similarities. There sure are. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening. Send us book recs, questions about us, but no angry questions about us. We really can't handle it. Mm-mm. Very limited emotional. Mm-hmm. We're already too emotionally invested. Yes. <laughs> Please don't break us. Um, our website is infinitetbr.com. And you can leave us comments. That's where we're going to put the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, you can email at us at itbrshelf at gmail.com. Um, and we each have Twitter accounts, some of our, which are used more than others. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on Twitter, apparently. But you can find me on Twitter at whatsmacksaid, W-H-A-T-S-M-A-C-K-S-A-I-D. And Gabby, what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Gabalodon, G-A-B-A-L-O-D-O-N. Like a megalodon, except Gabby. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. I love that. (laughs) My friend started calling me that. Um, So yeah, this is Infinite TBR, hoping that another pandemic doesn't hit before we can have another episode. And that Anchor doesn't eat our audio files. Yes.